Uh, welcome to Do Not Listen to This Podcast. If you want to find out more about this show, go to do not listen to this podcast.com. People that support the show, 50% of your money goes to feeding stray cats and dogs, and 50% goes to funding the podcast. Uh, you can sign up for the podcast at the site, blah, blah, blah. Today, um, on this episode, we're talking about people that have, or have a guest that he, his business succeeded during COVID-19. Uh, we're going to do five of these. We're also going to do five of people who either almost fell apart or did fall apart. Uh, so my guest is, is Gary. So Gary, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much. Um, you know, by the way, Fred Myrtleman says, hey, <laughs> Fred, Fred is, uh, is uh, going to have a life of his own. Fred is, uh, for those of you that don't know, follow Fred Myrtleman on Twitter or LinkedIn. Fred is a character in the second Bobby the Bear film. He's a life coach. He's 99 years old. Uh, and so he, and he has a book coming out, maybe in time for Christmas. We're not sure yet. Uh, so thanks for supporting both of us. So you are amazing, man. <laughs> well, you know, when you have an MBA finance and comedy writer on your CV, it brings in interesting clients, shall I say, because I can speak both languages. When somebody, you know, when somebody wants to argue about the creative, I say, well, you know, you know, we can calculate your whack if you want. So uh, let's have that conversation. So, so tell everybody a little bit about you and what you do yeah. and, you know, that stuff. Happy to do that. Um, so I, I'm kind of like you, only different <laughs> um, in that I've run four companies and done two turnarounds and been in two Fortune 100 companies and I don't and, fit in anybody's box. You did biz journals, right? I was. I was the first president of bizjournals.com. So what a lot of people don't know is how successful that was because of the timing. It was it was one of the early internet deals. So talk a little yeah. bit about just talk a little bit about that before we jump into the COVID stuff. What was that? Uh, that, that was such an interesting ride, quite frankly. Um, and the way I got brought into that <laughs> was kind of kicking and screaming because sure. I was running biz, uh, the business uh, marketing side of Bank of America, right? Well, those and, little punks, those little yeah. punks. Yeah, no, you were doing that. Little small bank, fine, go ahead. Yeah, and, and um, what I didn't know I was, was I was the largest advertiser for the American City Business Journals across the country. Oh, so you had, not, the, you had the leverage you had to get in. Right, and so I, it was a small part of my budget, quite frankly. Right. But they um, were looking for president and one of their top um, publishers out of Atlanta was having lunch with me in New York. And he's like, hey, and it was just the craziest lunch I've ever had. But he's like, we're looking for somebody like you. Yeah. And I said, I've been in these lunches. <laughs> yeah, I said, that is not me, man. And yeah, I think about publishing and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no. We've, we've got this thing. It, it's called amcity.com. It needs right. to be rebranded. You're a branding guy, but he said, you're a bridge builder. 41 publishers are to their core about this thing. And this is in 1999 when we're having yeah, a conversation. Exactly. And, you know, he said, all the publishers are afraid that we're going to go by the way of the dodo bird. Sure. And so he said, 
we've and it's going to be set spun into a separate company so at that time you know toysrus.com that had no no brick and mortar was worth more than toysrus a regular right and so we said we got to um, you know do a lot of bridge building and find a win-win and he said you're good at that and then the final thing is you got to grow it into a company and it was three people at the time yeah. and he's like good at that well so that was some crazy, crazy and then, stuff. And then didn't you later win an award from Biz Journals? Uh, I'm not saying there was an inside track there, but didn't you win an award after you left? No. Or was it? Uh, well, I, well, actually, we won. Um, it was uh, Forbes Best of the Web. That's what you won. That's right. Okay. It was Forbes Best of the Web. Yeah. No, I, I never won an award. I was up for the 40 under 40, but I wasn't in the best. <laughs> I was on all those lists. I was on the 20 under 20 and all that. 30. It does nothing. I, I always try to tell people these lists do nothing. It's a well, great revenue generator for the, the, the business journals, which is cool. Um, but a date. That's how bad that list was. It did not get me a date. So let's well, talk about, let's talk about COVID-19. Let's talk about yeah. your business. Let's was your business in growth mode before COVID-19? Yeah. Okay. Well, first, I want to say to anybody that's suffering out there, we understand because um, uh, the last company that I was a part of, which was a private equity firm in 2009, didn't fare so well. Uh, $30 million worth of us got blown up. And I... That's not fun. No. I mean, it was horrific. Uh, just horrific. Uh, you know, shutting down 11 offices around the country yeah. and 90 people gone. It was just... And not I lost it. It's not funny. It's terrible. Yeah. So when we went into now before now before I think you're gonna come we're gonna come back to this because that experience probably helped you navigate through this COVID nineteen stuff. Yeah, I mean it, it certainly helped me from a mental yeah. perspective yeah. Um, Good. because that's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, it's huge. It's it, it's huge. It's huge. Yeah. So going and, into going into going into you know we're looking at January February. What's going on? What's the growth like? What's the business like? What and what is the business? Yeah, so um, I'm part of a regional CPA firm. Okay, only works with privately held businesses, and my role within that company is I coach some CEOs and their Mark. management teams that are scaling up. Good, but I also run business development for the firm. Perfect. So. So you're hitting it from you're hitting it from both the bottom line and the top line, and yeah, it's great. Totally, and and so we have our pulse. You know, we got our finger on the pulse of businesses across the gamut that are privately held, and some of them were literally on the phone crying with us. Yep, how we're, do this? We're on the same. And page. others are like, well, we're seeing everybody else suffering, but like we're seeing a bonanza right now. I yeah, mean, we, I think this is. I want to say this is a really important point because we saw it with our clients too. There was no real middle ground in this. Either there was a, a, a growth or there was a uh, uh, emergency room or death. There was no middle ground. Yeah, that, that's, that's a pretty extreme observation, but it's pretty, pretty accurate actually, yeah. you know, um, and going into it, go ahead. And it got it clear. Um, when COVID hit, what was the 
initial response internally with you guys? Did you say, okay, yeah. this is going to be, this is really bad, or this is going to be a growth opportunity, or what, what happened internally? Well, we could see the writing on the wall a little bit. Yeah. You know, I would say late February, mm -hmm. we were going to see some rumblings. And so, um, leadership team started putting together some contingency plans because in 08 and 09, the firm, while I wasn't part of that, I was part of this private equity firm, the firm experienced, you know, um, people not being able to pay, slow pay, all that kind of stuff. We're, we're an essential service, if yeah, you will. Yeah, the default, the, the default. And is still coming. Um, but so we, we prepared kind of a series of stage gates, if you will, okay. on preparing, starting with leadership and owners on down, you know, so, you know, officers. I, I, I want to jump in and say that all of the businesses that I worked with that had success had a common theme. Uh, and it was that they have plans and contingency. So they, so when it hit a contingency plans, because you already are thinking, okay, what are the scenarios? What's the, you are, and this is where I think the people that fell apart, they just didn't take some time to say, Hey, uh, this is a demand shock. Like we've never seen. And what are our opportunities or what are, or where or do we need to shut it down? Yeah. Good yeah. I agree. Good on you. Yeah. So um, when we, my last business meetings were on Friday, the 13th of March. <laughs> Isn't that great? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and we were, we were elbow bumping at that point already. Sure. Um, but then we were like, all right, well, we're sheltering in place. And I thought, oh my goodness, how's this going to work? Because, you know, my income for me personally is derived, but based on what do I bring into the office? You know, sure. what do I, what business do I bring in? And I thought I cannot have a conversation with somebody about, hey, are you unhappy about the kind of service that you're getting from your CPA firm? Like I was having five times a day. Right. I have that conversation and so we decided and we all pivoted and this is during busy season you know, I gotta yeah understand. Sure, yeah 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 that's right march april 15th is still crashing yes. even though they that we didn't know that at the time sure so we everybody started working from home and you know hats off to our team because it's you know 60 some people uh in the firm right now and it's continuing to grow but um everybody kind of knuckled under and we did it and we started doing daily zoom meetings or teams microsoft teams meetings right. for leadership team you know daily huddles to just make sure you know where's our cash position what are we doing and at that moment we decided on the 17th of march which was tuesday we're going to start doing webinars twice a week to help business owners just navigate this free that's a great it's a Our great... focus is just going to be on helping people survive. Yeah. And that was my quest as well. So, so when, so that is something that would have never come out of uh, your, the model you were going with, but you guys were able to get to that new, that new marketing piece right out of the box. Let's talk about that marketing piece for a second. Cause this is where it gets interesting. How much growth did you get out of that marketing piece? 
It was amazing. Right. Um, right. <laughs> it was amazing. And here's the, the interesting thing. We did not go into it from a marketing perspective. We no. thought, um, no, we're going to just serve because it, I'm wearing a, a purpose t-shirt and right. people can see it because it's audio only, but um, for a reason, because um, my personal purpose that I wrote back in 2003 was I want to make a positive difference in the lives of people. There you go. And our purpose, when I saw it in our VTO, our vision traction organizer, because we're an EOS implementer and we right. have an outside coach working with us for the last five years, it was to make a positive difference in the lives of our clients, our team members, and our community. Well, businesses have a tremendous ripple effect, positively or negatively, on families and communities. So we're like, we gotta, we gotta just help these guys weather it. We'll figure it out. And I had plenty of clients saying, I can't pay you right now. And we were mm -hmm. like, don't worry about it. We're gonna just get through this sucker. And yeah. who knows, one of us well, knew. You know, you're, you're hitting some things, you know, when you have values in place and these things come along, you default to them. Absolutely. And they're, they're there for a reason. They're there to help you survive. Right. And that's, yeah. and this is why people, when they go, when they don't set their values or their mission state, they don't have to say it to anybody. They just have to have it internal. Um, you can't like our, my default value is fun. So I, I love it. <laughs> so, I, you know, and it, it, I, I don't care if I'm making money or not making money. It, I just got to have fun. Now, I say that because 99% of the time when we do something that's fun, we make money. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, but right. that's the value, right? And so uh, you're, you're hitting on, on a really, I think if, if people are out there and they're struggling and they don't have values, get those values set. Because they're there to ground you. They're there to lift you up in a downtime and they're there to prevent you from buying, drinking your own BS when you're in the upside of it. So it's a great, I'm, I'm really glad you brought that point into play. Yeah, it, it's, it's foundational. Uh, I mean, it is bedrock, quite frankly, because yeah. that's, that's where you go back to and you default when things are really crappy and none of us knew, oh, well, there's going to be some PPP coming through. And we've got companies, we've got clients that the you know because of state governments they've shut down their businesses they can't they got ppp money but they can't use it because they don't have a business you know right. that's right talk about that talk about that for a second because that became a, a really you know uh, it's still a mess right it's oh it's a mess and <laughs> and so talk about your experience with helping clients understand how to use that and how not to use it well don't go out and buy a Lamborghini with it. Um, they will. <laughs> yeah, that guy. That guy. That was the Vegas guy, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do not do that. Yeah. Don't what, be. A, don't, if you're going to be a criminal. Don't be a dumb criminal. That's our message. <laughs> buy a Honda. Nobody's coming out. They're going to find you out at some point. No, yeah, exactly. we don't want any part of that. No. Um, well, what was cool about this whole thing, and, and it dovetails, dovetails a little bit into when you were talking about from marketing, because we never went into it thinking, oh, marketing. Initially, but, that's what our, great, but by the way, that's what great marketing is. Yeah, that's true. It, that's know, true. That, that great. You, you did it without realizing it was marketing. You know, being of service is marketing. Yeah. You know, that, it's, it's for, fun, for fun and for free is marketing. 
then it <laughs> then it turns into sales. That's why we tell everybody in this thing, you got to do marketing first, customer service second, sales third. That's it. Yeah. If you want to live, that's it. That's all. That's not, that's our doctor advice to everybody right now. That's very true. You know, you, you're giving some great nuggets out there for anybody listening. Um, well, you are too. I mean, it's more it's more about you than me on this one, but I, I'm trying to jump in. I specifically said to our founder, I'm like, dude, why, you know, we're in busy season. You, you're on the phone all the time. Why in the world are we going to do webinars twice a week, right. live Q&A? And he goes, because I'm answering the same question yep. 15 times a day. That's right. He's right. As much for me and just sanity, because we were working crazy hours anyway. I'm like, okay. Well, the cool thing was, is we just came on as we are, you know, right. t-shirts, yeah. sweatshirts, not your typical CPA, because we're not anyway. And then one of the guys that, and some of those first ones, we had almost 500 people on the line. Amazing, right? Live, right. which was really amazing because everybody's trying to freak out. And every other CPA firm that we knew, especially the big ones, they were kind of rehashing the same verbiage talking points that really didn't it was just gobbledygook you're right we actually got into a fight with a cpa firm you'll appreciate this <laughs> for one of our clients and they were doing that nonsense right and i said well i said on the conference call i said i only have one question for you and they were like what i go how many pandemics have you gone through <laughs> and then it went silent and then we were right <laughs> Zero. Well, if you look at it, um, CPA firms are very risk averse. Of course. And so w doing what we did, we knew that we were taking a risk in our very litigious society, which, you know, sure, doesn't sure. well. But at the end of the day, we're like, you know what? You know, we're just trying to navigate this like everybody right. else. And we're just going to be honest about what we're seeing. Right. You know, don't go put your money in whatever we're, you know, we're not right. giving you investment advice, right. but we're just trying to be honest about it. And right. what was cool is there was a, an attorney who's with a big firm shoemakers name is Jack Santaniello. He was on one of those webinars and he pings us and he says, hey, would you like an attorney to be on the, these webinars with you? And we're like, yeah, because yeah, did you say did you, did you say, battle did, with it? You say, do you know anybody? And, right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, yeah. So he got <laughs> on. That's great. <laughs> yeah. No, so, and you know, and don't forget, you know, people are litigious, and that helps out lawyers. And lawyers need help. You know, a lot of people don't like them. You know, so you know, everything has a purpose there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Actually, he's one of the really good guys. He's a franchise guy and an M&A guy, which right. done business with him and we knew we could trust him. Sure. Not attorney can you trust, nor every CPA can you trust. So No, that's right. That's right. But what was amazing about that is as things, and it's still a mess, it's still a hairball because it's an election year and all that. Mm -hmm. Everybody, the, 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 the politicians get fed whether we get fed or not you know they don't yeah it is it, it, it is amazing how they just they don't understand that if you don't take care of people people will ultimately not take care of you so it's right it's a very interesting dynamic the timing of it's weird and it's not just us i mean it's everywhere you know so yeah. it's uh, 
And, you know, in all fairness, you know, nobody knows really how to get through this thing yet, you know? Uh, and, you know, it, what we looked at was what was the shortest virus, you know, uh, what was the shortest vaccine ever made? And we found out it was four years with mumps. So we just, yeah. we reset everything to four years. So, Right. Well, and that's probably not a bad idea. You know, I'm 58. My dad got polio right before the vaccine. Right. At age not seven. pleasant. Not pleasant. Yeah, no, he drug a leg through, you know, from 17 until he died at 80, you know, yeah. so. Um, you know, and everybody, that generation remembers, you know, mm -hmm. don't swimming, don't drink out of the drinking mm -hmm. fountain. Remember, yeah. um, generation, this is all new. Um, and so we're all trying to figure it out. But, you know, back to one of your original questions, like, how are you guys doing in the middle of it? We decided we're not going to sell. We hit our very aggressive sales goal for the year by the end of June. Perfect. By the end of June, and we were not trying to sell, but a lot of it was because people were calling us or yes. I had planted back in the fall or even years before, hey, um, our CPAs are silent on this stuff. Yeah. They're like non-existent. Right. But you are willing to be out there on YouTube and this yep. and that. And we're no, not I for everybody. And somebody may go, we don't like you guys at all. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like well <laughs> It's like, thanks for, we don't want to do business with you either. You know, it's like, <laughs> that's the one thing people forget is that the demand shock hits both ways, right? It creates demand and it takes away demand, right? Yeah. So you, nobody wakes up and, you know, and no offense, but you know this, nobody wakes up and goes, you know what, today I want to, first call is to my CPA. No. You know, I want to know how they're doing. They don't, they, it's only in a crisis yeah. that they call the CPA. And by the time they call the, the CPA, it's too late. You know, the right. CPA goes, well, you know, maybe if you'd have talked to me, maybe just like six months ago, I could have saved your butt. But it is a <laughs> crisis dri driven business, right? So the fact that you put yourselves out there is really a smart uh, uh, play all across the board, right? So kudos to you guys. It, well, it was serendipitous. You know, one of the case studies that I've always, loved following was coke and new coke remember oh, when yeah. they it's a great case study wars, you know yeah. the pepsi challenge all that kind of stuff and i was a student of that and roberto Bagueda was the ceo and sergio zeman was the head of marketing at the time and you know when they canceled what became coke classic when they canceled the original and they came out with the new coke there was this huge revolt sure huge revolt People were pouring it out in the streets and blah, blah, blah. And then they bring it back. And I remember thinking either that was the dumbest move ever by a company about a brand or it was, or it was masterful from a marketing perspective. But one thing for sure is that it was a masterful comeback. Yeah. I, mean, that's, I think if you make a mistake in a big, in a big company like that, if you make a mistake, and you own it, you can come back with a win. If you yeah. make a mistake and, and they you deny did. it, and you, and you deny it, then people, they're, you know, there's people like you me- that trust forever. There's people like me that'll bring it up in meetings. <laughs> uh, just saying, it will be brought up. So let's, let's, why don't you give some, 
like, let's take a little bit of time here for you to give the message that you think everybody needs to have about CPAs right now. Well, I don't know if it's the message, but here's a universal truth that I have found. And it, I call it the big four. And okay. it's, all right, so it's the big four reasons CPAs get fired. Okay. Surprises. Surprises on a bill or surprises from the IRS. And man, have I got a bunch of war stories from clients that have come to us yeah. with some crazy surprises. Right. Number two, I'm afraid to call you because you're going to bill me like my attorney does. Yeah. And this is really, it's like, come on, people, grow up. You have a business. <laughs> if you can't make the call to your doctor, we're not, you're not calling us every day. We're not <laughs> charging you $450 an hour. We're only charging you $450 because you're calling us once, some, you know, once a year. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, so that's number two. Number three is I fell in love with the A team, and after a year, I never see them anymore. I've got the C team. So I think that's a big one, right? I think that's a that's a, that's a big one, right? Oh, and it happens all the time, and yeah. a lot of it is because of the compensation models in most CPA sure. firms. That makes sense. You know, that makes partner sense. is supposed to bring somebody in, so the first year you get revenue, and then after that, they look at the expense and they go, "Oh, we're losing money on that." Uh, account. So Johnny, you just graduated. You've got it. Right. I dropped it. So that's the third one. The fourth one is probably the most common. And we usually see a combination of all of these, but, or at least one, but this is the most common. I would love proactivity from my CPA, because if you think about it, the CPA of your business owner in particular, all your wealth, all of your personal income mm -hmm. tax, and everything are, are bound up with that business. Yeah, you know, that's right. They're inextricably bound. I would love proactivity, but I would settle if you would just call me back in a reasonable amount of time. Yeah. Responsiveness. Those four things are, are missing many times. We're not perfect at it, but we've built our processes to address those well, you're, things. You're, you're aware of it, right? So yeah. that already puts you ahead of the game. You know, like you're aware of, what the issues are, what, what the pain points are. What, it, it doesn't take genius to find the patterns. What advice, and, and then we'll, we'll wrap it up after this, what advice would you give to people who, who lost their businesses? Well, I've been there. Yeah. Um, and um, the biggest thing that helped get me out when I lost everything in 09 other than my house and my wife, but I had two kids in college and it came down to remembering God's goodness to me, but, and being grateful in the middle of very difficult and very dire circumstances, quite frankly, I had yep. to get very intentional about finding gratitude in the middle of it. Um, just to wake up. Okay. And there were, there were days that I was so depressed. I was disappointed that I woke up Yeah, because I knew that there was insurance money that was going to at least keep my kids in college and take care of my wife. Right. It was just devastation every day. And um, so that was really important. And, and the other thing that I would say is, you know, there are times that we walk through life where it feels like we're on a tight wire with no safety net. And quite yep. frankly, that is reality. Yep. 
and there have been times during that point point in time and other times since then actually that I've said to my wife I'm like hey I can't even look at the checkbook um I've got to focus on my next step on the wire and that's all so if you can handle that for me just let me know if you know the creditors are going to be pounding on us, but I've just got to focus on the next step on the wire to get to the destination that we need to go to. And that that's, I think, really an important thing. What can I do today and um, and kind of shout, drown out the noise of what if? Because what if will destroy you and paralyze you? It's so true. And I, I really appreciate it. I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate the time. And uh, thanks for jumping on the show. Man, my pleasure. Thanks for having me.